When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. Welcome to Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics. Here's your host, Todd McKim. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics. A lot of good things to talk about today. A little bit later on in the second segment, Mike New will join us. The baseball team gets started this week with a really interesting tournament down in Scottsdale, uh, and it'll be televised by the Major League Baseball Network. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to Mike about his squad and what to expect in this upcoming season. But we start first and foremost with the head coach, Mark Fox. The Bears coming off the great road sweep of the Oregon schools. First road sweep up there since 2014 as they defeated Oregon State 63-61, to then came back on Saturday and uh, drilled Oregon 78-64. to Congratulations on the win. I know you've kind of moved on from those. You're on to the next game as always, but congratulations. Two great wins, kind of done in different fashions. The Oregon State game, was back and forth. Neither team could kind of get a large lead in that ball game. But in the Oregon game, uh, even though you got down early, twelve to five, you scored twenty four straight and kind of were in control the rest of the way. So two different ways, but two results that I'm sure you were pleased with. Well, I'm certainly happy for our for our young people. It, it uh, the games were different, you know, um, and um, and that's I think ultimately as you. As you play at this level, I mean, there's certain nights that you can dictate how you want the game to be played, and and there's other nights where your opponent wins that that battle, and they dictate, you know, the, the style of game. And and um, you know, we felt like that that um, 
there were certain things in the game against Oregon that that we that we wanted to do, and we were able to kind of dictate, you know, how how the game was played, you know, um, and um, and uh, but in the previous game against Oregon State, they, they kind of won that battle, and it was a grinder, you know, and it got to the the bitter end, and and we made one more play than they did, but but uh, just just really happy for. For our young guys who who uh, who continue to to work to get better and and uh, we're able to find uh, find the the the, the success uh, in both games last week. Going into the games last week, what gave you the the confidence that your team was right there and was it you know if you play well you were able to get over the hump? Talk about the confidence that you and the, the team had going into those games. Well, I, I think that that you know we had a really difficult stretch. You know, we had five out of six on the road earlier. And the one home game being Arizona, you know, um, and that bled into five games in 10 days in which in which um, during that entire stretch, we lost Joel Brown there, you know, for a weekend with with uh, the protocols. And then we lost Andre Kelly at the end of it, you know. Um, and so there were it was just a lot of things lined up against us, you know, and and, um, and if you put most teams in that situation, they're going to have some some struggles. And we had we certainly had ours and, and came up short. Uh, but in the throughout the whole thing i think that that our guys maintained the right approach i mean they there was there was always a belief that that um that they're doing things the right way and eventually they'll be rewarded and and losing andre was a tough blow because we you know we lost such a productive player but but um you know i think that that um um our team has always maintained the belief that that um you know if we play the game the right way and and make a few shots that, that we can beat most people and Fortunately, you know, um, you know, last weekend we were able to do so. You know, you talked about that stretch since the beginning of the calendar year 2022, other than Arizona State, every team you had played in that stretch had a winning conference record. I mean, when you look at those teams, even the Washington schools you know, got winning conference records and they're, they're vying for uh, trying to get maybe that top four seed or maybe NCAA tournament berth. So you, you did have a very difficult stretch there. You talked about, you know, imposing – one team's will on another. Talk, talk to me about matchups because in the Oregon State game, their big guy, Silva, got his third foul early. And so that game became what we kind of call small ball a little bit because that took Lars out of your lineup too. And in the second half of the game against Oregon, because you had the lead, they had to extend their press. And that that took their two big guys out of the lineup for much of the second half as well. Talk, talk about matching up because your roster now has more flexibility maybe than you've had in years past because of the the size you have on the wings. T talk about trying to match up with another team or making them try to match up with you. Well, I think both those situations were, 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 were different in this way. You know, obviously uh, at Oregon state, their big guy got in foul trouble and, and had to sit. And, and when they went small, we had to go small also because Lars, as good as he's been in, in replacement of Andre, you know, he's not ready to guard a six, seven athlete uh, out away from the basket. And so, you know, our, our bench, it's this, that's a little bit slim right now without, with, with the loss of Andre gets really slim um, when, when, when we have to go small ball uh, the entire way. And that's, that's why foul trouble for us can be really, really challenging. And, but fortunately, you know, we were able to with Kwani and Jalen, um, you know, those guys and Grant, they can switch and match up with most people. And so uh, and Obina, who's who's gave us a couple minutes uh, here and there. 
those guys allow us to still match up defensively. I think at Oregon, um, you know, they had to sit their centers because we we were just so effective on what we were doing offensively that they went small to really change their half court defense and and try and switch and and take away um, some of the things we were doing on the offensive end. And again, fortunately for us, um, you know, you know, as you mentioned, we have some versatility with bigger wings. And we can play Obina, Grant, Sam, um, Jalen, um, Marcellus. We can play a number of guys right now and and maintain matchups in small ball where, you know, a year ago uh, or or two years ago, you know, we just were too little on those wings to, to match up. And and over the course of a game, it, 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 it wears you out. And so, you know, it's really been a, one of the bonuses of, of these younger, longer guys is 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 it's allowed us to be better defensively, and, and they're only going to get better as they grow up. There's a saying that Bill Walton, uh, my colleague, likes to use a lot, and that you need your best when your best is needed. And uh, Jordan Shepard was at his best. I mean, he's been a good player for you all year long against Oregon. He was a great player that day. I mean, he's just terrific, made all the big baskets when you needed him. Talk about his play. I quite frankly thought he should have been the Pac-12 Player of the Week for what he did based on what your team did. Uh, he didn't get that honor, but nevertheless, it was absolutely terrific, especially in that game against the Ducks. Well, Jordan's been terrific. I mean, he's been, he's been, um, he's, he's just come in with an unbelievable uh, approach. He came with a mentality that I'm joining the team. The team's not here to be around, you know, to be built around me. Um, and so he's, been hesitant to be aggressive on certain nights and we've told him listen you know you in your spot and how we're trying to play we need you to be aggressive and you know late in the game he, he was certainly really good and made his free throws which got his scoring number up there but you know I think late in that game you know Grant made a nice drive and finished with his left hand uh, Oregon had got the lead to 11 and Mikhail Foreman made a, a big three and then obviously Jordan finished the game well and those seniors make a difference you know and uh and uh, they they understand now how how you know we want to play and and uh, and they've been battle tested enough that I think it showed pretty good progress for them to be able all three of them to make some plays when it mattered. But certainly Jordan was outstanding, uh, you know, on Saturday. So you hope to continue the ball rolling, so to speak. And here we are with three weeks to go in the regular season, and you're going to face a team for the very first time this year in Colorado on Thursday night. It, it's remarkable the way the scheduling was when you played. USC and UCLA twice in the course of four weeks. And now you've got a team that you haven't played until week number eight of conference play. What have you seen from Colorado? Well, Colorado, they wanted Oregon also. I mean, they, they've got a they've got a very athletic and fast team. Um, they're playing really hard. Um, I think that, you know, they've been winning for, you know, seven or eight years now. So they understand winning. And, and um, they've got a couple injuries, but – their injuries aren't to their leading, their most productive guys, you know? So now their most productive guys are playing more. Um, we're going to have some matchup challenges against Colorado and we're going to have to play the game the right way. And I think for us, you know, um, it's really about, okay, how can we play when Lars is in the game? You know, we can kind of play how we were playing earlier and Lars has been great, you know, and I thought Lars was really good uh, it, over the weekend. Uh, but it's when we, take Lars out of the game, have to downshift and put everybody at a different position or put a young guy in there is how do we play then? And, and, and can that, can that lineup match up at the other end? And, and so we're going to have to kind of reinvent some things um, as we go forward. And that's why foul trouble for us is, is really, really dangerous, you know, because we just don't have, even though we have some depth 
um, and some flexibility to, to, to switch some things, you know, we get really small, really fast. If you put Grant at the five and, and the Sam at the four. And, and, uh, and so we got to be really, really uh, intelligent and, and, um, and disciplined and, and plan towards our plan for each particular game. And Colorado's one in which, you know, uh, their speed and, and, and athleticism uh, that they have around a big body in, in, uh, inside is, is, is something we're going to have to be really aware of. So growing up, you were a KU fan, right? So were you a fan of Tad Boyle and Mark Turgeon and those guys at Kansas? Well, I didn't grow up a KU fan. I went to Kansas. Um, Right. My my parents had both had ties to Kansas State. And so, um, you know, there probably was a little more purple in our household than than (laughs) blue and red. But but um, but obviously I went to Kansas. I remember Tad when he played and we've had a we played each other when I was at Georgia, uh, uh, I think three or four times and, and, um, and, uh, actually did some consulting for Tad, uh, the year before I came here and, and he's done a great job at Colorado and, and, um, and really has, has a quality, um, he has a quality core of young talent where I think you're going to be pretty, really good again next year. And, and, um, but yeah, I, I can remember him playing and, and, um, and I tell him that that um, you know he he hasn't aged as well as as uh, as as Danny Manning has, but but uh, but yeah, he's he's uh, he's a he's a really good coach and and has had a lot of success at Colorado. Yeah, I remember I got to know Tad when he got back into coaching after being in the financial business for a while. When he was an assistant to Jerry Green at Oregon, he's a he's a good guy, and uh, always enjoyed talking to him. And then on Saturday, you got the rematch with Utah. It's been like forever since you saw Utah. Uh, how have they changed uh, since the, the game in Salt Lake City where they kind of won the second half when the, the Bears couldn't you know, put the ball in the basket on a consistent basis? Utah came back to win that one. But, but how has Utah changed over the course of the last – I mean, it's like three months now almost. Yeah, it's been a long time since we played Utah. And I'll be honest, they have, they've had chances to win every night. Yeah. I mean, they really are playing – I mean, they are really playing um, in a way that gives them a chance to win. Ever had a chance to beat UCLA, had a chance to – to beat Colorado the other night. I mean, they're, they're giving themselves a chance every single night. Um, you know, if you remember in that game, Kwani got hurt um, mm-hmm. and we didn't have Kwani. And I think Joel might've been in foul trouble. And, and, um, but you know, they have a legitimate frontline player in Carlson who's, who's, you know, the other night gets, you know, I think at 18 in the first, you know, 14 minutes or something at Colorado. Um, he's playing great. They, they, they really, they really have uh, continued to play the game the right way. And similar to our team, you know, they're going to be rewarded at some point. I just hope that's not on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. They, they've got a team that's been there. They almost beat Oregon. They fell by three at home to Oregon. So that it's it's a really good basketball team under first-year coach Craig Smith. This is going to be the on, – on Thursday night, the first of three straight at home. you got the Colorado uh, followed by Utah. And then senior day, believe it or not, right around the corner with Stanford the following Saturday. Coach, uh, we appreciate you taking the time today. I know you're busy we look forward to talking to you prior to the game against Colorado on Thursday. All right. Thank you, Todd. Go Bears. Head coach Mark Fox, the Bears against Colorado. Rich and I will be on the air at 6 o'clock Thursday night. Tip off shortly after 6.30. Then on Saturday, the Bears against Utah. Pre-game show at 2.30 and the tip off at 3 o'clock. Joining us now is Mike New, the baseball coach. The Bears to get the season started actually – Travel down to Scottsdale to play in a big tournament, Major League Baseball 
uh, network is actually going to televise some of the games down in Scottsdale this week. And as the season begins, Mike, uh, I know you're excited. You've had great weather to practice so far. But uh, as you get closer to the games, the excitement builds. Uh, just give us a little idea what we can expect from the Bears this year. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the plan is, you know, hopefully kind of pick up where we left off. We, we finished up, you know, really strong. And uh, I thought we were playing our best baseball the last few weeks of the year. So um, we got a lot of those guys returning, which is which is awesome. You know, I think um, we lost a couple key guys in the rotation and, and in our lineup. But overall, we return, you know, six or seven of our starters on the on the offensive side. And then. Um, you know, we return a couple guys from injury um, or we're going to kind of promote them in some roles they were really successful in last year uh, to, to the starting rotation. Um, so we feel really good about, um, you know, our starting pitching and, and our depth and our bullpen. And then, you know, with the experience we have, um, you know, on the offensive side, we're feeling really good about that. And then we have a couple guys that are, you know, played for Team USA and, and have a chance to be, um, you know, really high, high level guys, which is exciting. So we have a, you know, solid foundation and, you know, obviously, you know, need to stay healthy and, um, and play well. Um, and the conference is going to be very tough again, but, um, but I think we're, we're very excited about, um, you know, going into the spring and we're going to be challenged right away on that tournament in, in Arizona. There's some really good teams out there. Yeah. You're going to start with Houston noon on Friday. Uh, you've also got TCU, San Diego State, so uh, some obviously really good baseball programs. But you you want to be challenged because that that'll tell you where your club is. You mentioned you got um, some guys that played for Team USA over the summer. You got a, you have two preseason All Americans on various publications, websites, etc. Um, and it's nice to have one as a position player and the other one being a pitcher. So you got a little balance there. Tell us about those guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, Dylan Beavers is. Um our, our position player, he plays outfield. He's played some center and right field for us, uh, left-handed hitter, uh, very toolsy. I mean, he's, he's definitely got a chance to be a very high draft pick, uh, you know, this year, which is, which is awesome for him and for our program. Uh, but, you know, also, also, you know, very competitive guy. He's continued to get better. Uh, you know, we, he, he came from San Luis Obispo area as a two-way guy. We recruited him as a pitcher, and a position player. And he, he's just, um, really excelled as a hitter. Um, you know, he, he runs really well. He throws really well. He's got power. Um, you know, so he's, a, he's an exciting player to watch and, and he, uh, played t- on team USA this summer, uh, played on Cape Cod, did very well on the Cape then went out to, to team USA, um, struggled a little bit early on, but, you know, finished up strong for them. And he's had a great fall for us, you know, and he's, he's just a great, uh, you know, leader just by the way he goes about it every day, very competitive guy, likes to, likes to work, wants to get better, you know, has that internal drive to be really good. So, um, you know, it helps our whole team when one of your better guys has that uh, type of makeup. So um, yeah, he's been awesome. Excited to see him this year. Uh, been really, really great, uh, you know, just uh, to see his development over the last three years, which has been really cool. And, um, he'll be a big part of it, obviously. So, um, and then, and then Josh White, uh, right-handed pitcher, local guy from Monta Vista high school, um, you know, similar in a lot of their ways of makeup, you know, he was a, um, you know, right-handed pitcher in high school that was a, a solid pitcher, you know, 88 to 90 and, and a very, very good high school pitcher, but his development has been, um, you know, really good just with the way he's gone about his, his work every day. So, um, just been good to see him, 
um, you know, get these opportunities with Team USA, do well, continue to get better. And then now we got a guy who's, you know, running it up to 95, 96, 97 miles an hour with a really good breaking ball and and has really kind of, uh, you know, been put on the national scene because of the work he's put in. And, and uh, I, you know, actually during the COVID year, uh, we weren't here in the fall and Josh uh, worked out with uh, Tyson Ross, another former out pitcher. And, uh, you know, I think if you talk to Josh, he would attribute a lot of his, um, you know, development and insight and attention to detail that he's had to, you know, spending some time with Tyson uh, during that time, which is great for us. I mean, to get a guy like that, to, to be able to work with them, um, it, it's been really cool. And Tyson's actually finishing up his degree at Cal now. Mm. So he gets a chance, you know, he's swung by the field a few times and it's, it's just great to see him, but um yeah, Josh has been really good. So it's it'll be two two really exciting players to watch for sure this year, along with some other guys as well. So, yeah, Dylan uh, led the league in, in home runs last year. I think he had eighteen, and he led your club in virtually every offensive category, where home runs, doubles, triples, he batted over three hundred, etc. And he can steal a base or two. I think he had ten stolen bases last year. And it, does Josh become is he your your Friday night guy, or is that to be determined? No, he is. He'll, he'll be our Friday guy. So he'll start that first game and, you know, every weekend. Um, and um, yeah, I think it's a, he'll match up well, you know, pretty much with anybody from a stuff perspective, you know, he's, he was our closer for a while uh, last year. And then we had a couple injuries to our rotation, moved him into that role. And uh, you know, so he's still, you know, kind of understanding how to be a starter and, and go through that uh, process of, you know, lengthening out his, his pitch count and things like that, but he did a great job of it for us last year um, in that role. And, and I think he's just continuing to get better. So we're, yeah, I think he'll, he'll match up well um, with pretty much anybody on Fridays, which is great for us. How excited are you guys not only to start the season, but I mean, you're going to get some, some national recognition and, and exposure too with the major league baseball network televising the games down there. I mean, that's, that's I know the PAC 12 network can be seen by some people around the country, but the major league baseball network, that that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, we, um, you know, obviously got invited to play in that tournament and, um, you know, great opportunity for our guys, you know, get the exposure. We get a chance to play in, uh, you know, major league spring training, uh, complex, um, you know, probably get a chance to, to get some, some decent crowds and obviously a lot of scouts and, uh, people that are already in the area will be at the game. So I, I think it's a good, you know, a good event, obviously, for our program to see uh, some good competition and play in a good, very good environment with some, uh, you know, some good crowds and things like that. And then obviously get a chance to be on uh, the MLB network is, is great exposure. So, yeah, I think it's a win win uh, for our program. Great way to start the season. Probably can ask for a whole lot better way to start uh, uh, in a tournament out there. Yeah. And you mentioned the crowds. I mean, there are a lot of people around the country that they go to these spring training events to see their hometown teams, major league teams. But Major League Baseball right now is currently on a lockout. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, they've already made their plans. They bought their airline tickets, got their rental cars, found a hotel room or two and and come out, and watch some baseball. So hopefully that'll be the case. And hopefully some people from Northern California. Well, we happen to be I mean, we go to Arizona for whatever the reason, seemingly late in the basketball season every year. So it seems like in, in late February, early March, we are in, you know, primarily Phoenix. Tucson used to have a little larger uh, spring training um, gatherings, but that's not so much the case. It's mostly around the Phoenix, Mesa, Scottsdale area. And I'll tell you what, 
invariably there be A's fans and Giants fans, a slew of them on the planes, either coming or going. So hopefully that'll be the case and you, you get some good crowds down there. Uh, talk a little bit about um, you know, a couple of the players that you lost last year, particularly Darren Baker. I mean, a high draft pick uh, was taken by the Nationals. Um, give us a little update on some of those guys and how they've done and, and what we might expect to see them if and when baseball resumes this year. Yeah, for sure. No, we, we had some, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good draft um, for our program last year. Darren Baker, obviously, uh, you know, uh, all defensive national player uh, was a, was a, a all pack 12 guy had a great year. I mean, he continued to get better every year in our program, um, which is an, uh, you know, great tribute to him and the work he put in. Um, and he did well in the nationals organization uh, moved up uh, from low A to high a last year. Um, you know, ha- has had a chance to, we've seen him a little bit this off season. He's come back and worked out. He looks good. Looks like he's in great shape and ready to go. And um you know, has some, has just some great versatility at the pro game, especially the way it is now with his speed, his ability to play defense. Um, you know, he, he has got a chance to hit. And obviously as he continues to, you know, grow and get stronger, I think he's going to be, you know, definitely have a chance to play in the big leagues. And, um, you know, we, we hope he does, but he looks really good. And, he, you know, we're, we're obviously going to miss him. I think, you know, uh, having a, a, one of the best defensive players in the country and, you know, obviously that was probably what stands out in this game, but he also, you know, he stole a lot of bases for us, um, got on base a lot. You know, we're, we're, we're definitely going to miss him. And then Quentin Selma was the other guy that we lost. It signed as a free agent with the Angels, um, you know, had a very middle of the order power bat, you know, that, um, you know, we'll miss. Uh, so, you know, those two guys are the guys we miss. Uh, we'll replace them uh, with some freshmen and some guys that have been in our program that have been role players. Um, and, and we feel good about it. Um, but you know, you're, you're definitely going to lose something there with that type of experience to, you know, two seniors that you, you do lose to the draft. And then on the pitching side, um, you know, three, three pitchers all drafted in the top, I think eight rounds, um, you know, six, seventh and eighth round, those guys all went right, kind of right in a row there, uh, with, uh, Ian Viller, Sean Sullivan and Grant Holman, uh, you know, two starters and, um, and probably our best back end reliever, um, so, so we have, um, you know, some holes to fill there and, you know, we, we thought as the draft kind of got going, um, that we may get one or two of those guys back. Um, we didn't, um, but, uh, but we did kind of get, you know, lucky to get Joseph King back this year, who was a freshman, all American his freshman year. He missed most of last year to an injury. So we'll have him in the starting rotation, uh, Steven Zoback, who was uh, a back-end reliever for us last year, uh, we've we've converted him to a starter. He was a two-way guy for us. He's just going to pitch for us this year. So we'll, you know, we have three junior pitchers in that rotation, along with um, Sam Stoudenborough, who's a senior, has a ton of experience pitching for us. Uh, that we feel pretty good about, um, you know, those guys starting games. And then and then you know we do have Aaron Roberts, who we got back from an injury from last year. He had a to- he had Tommy John surgery. Uh, a year and a half ago, he'll return. And, um, and then we got uh, quite a few guys that have some experience uh, pitching in, you know, multiple roles for us. So it it is probably, um, you know, uh, as deep as a pitching staff as we had just from, from numbers wise and and guys that have some experience. Um, A lot of guys don't have experience in those starting roles. They're transitioning a little bit, but from a stuff, just the, the pure stuff that they have, um, we feel good about it. We do feel good. And, and we'll, we'll kind of have to put the pieces together as we go. 
but I think we're excited about what the staff is capable of doing, you know? Uh, so, so that is, that's going to be fun to, fun to see how it all progresses, but it's, it's been really, it's been exciting. And, and that is with missing Paul Sean Pasqualato, who he, we lost him to a, a Tommy John surgery. He was a freshman all American pitcher for us last year. And then potentially getting one of those three drafted guys back. I mean, we, we definitely had a chance to have a very, um, you know, maybe the best staff, you know, talent wise we've had. So, but I still feel really good about it. So it's good. Well, what is it like and what does it mean to your program, Mike, to have a guy like Marcus Semyon have the career that he has been having? I mean, he set the major league record for home runs by a second baseman last year, knocked 44 out of the park when he basically kind of gambled on himself uh, a little bit and, and, and got that contract and and performed at an incredibly high level. What what's it like to have some of these guys? You mentioned Tyson Ross, but Marcus Semyon is kind of the marquee guy right now in Major League Baseball. What's it like to have a guy like that represent your program, and and how does it help you guys? Yeah, I mean it's it's great in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, obviously with him being in uh, Oakland, you know, for for such a long time and living local, you know, he had a chance to come around the program and be around the guys. And, um, and, and, you know, get to know him a little bit with the, just the, the way he goes about things. Um, but, but he's obviously, um, you know, different than a normal guy who would be like that because he is just such a great human being. You know, he um, would embody everything you would want uh, out of uh, just a baseball player and a person. Just, you know, he's just a hard worker. He's very humble. Um, he, he cares a lot about Cal. And, and the Cal baseball program. And he had a great experience here, obviously with coach Esker, you know, uh, you know, being here before. And then I've got a chance to know him since I've been here, Matt Flemmer, our pitching coach is best friends with him. Um, so, you know, they, they have a great relationship and um, just, you know, he has a, he has a lot of really good connections to the program. Um, and, and he just, you know, is, is just a, just a very humble, hardworking guy for being a legitimate major league superstar. And, um, you know, I just think he just makes our program better just to, you know, anytime he talks to anybody in the program or, or, or is around anybody, you know, you just, you can really see the type of guy that he is. And it's, um, you know, he's just a, just a great leader by just the way he goes about his daily life, just not even on the baseball field. He's, you know, obviously a husband and a father, and he just is a very, you know, caring, great leader. And, I think anybody that knows him or has been around him sees that right away. And um, so, so I think we're lucky to have a guy of that stature to be, um, you know, with his ability on the field to be a part of our program, but the person that he is, we're really lucky. I mean, there's just not many guys. He's probably in the 1% of anybody who plays professional sports just as a human. So it's, uh, it's really cool to have that. I think that means probably more than even his ability to play on the field you know, for, for the guys that are in our program and the alums and the guys that are around him every day. He's just, he's just an awesome person. And I'm thankful personally for him to be around and be a part of it. Yeah. And a lot of A's fans were very disappointed that the A's didn't keep him um, and truly one of the best players in baseball, no question about it. And wrap up a little bit, talk about recruiting. You've really honed in on Northern California, not only in the past, but this, this last recruiting class as well uh, with some outstanding talent in the NorCal area. Um, not only how important is that to keep those really good local players, but how good of a class do you believe you had uh, in this past signing period? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, we obviously pretty much recruit exclusively in California. I think we have three out-of-state guys on our team now um, where we, we do go outside if, if we feel like that's a great fit. And, um, and we do, you know, we do, we did get some guys that we feel really good about from outside that area, but mostly California, uh, we feel good about it. I mean, um, we, we, we definitely, you know, work hard, um, you know, at trying to get some of the best guys we can here. We feel like some of the freshmen that are here now are going to fill big roles this year and, and definitely in our future. I, I do, I do like, um, I think, the potential longevity of our roster if we can keep building on it, because I think this is a really good freshman class that we have here right now with a lot of local guys. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, Carson Crawford, a uh, Santa Rosa kid, has got to get a, get a chance to play some third base for us. Uh, very talented player. Caleb Lomavita, who was the Gatorade Hawaiian player of the year, is going to get a chance to – he'll be our future catcher and get a, some opportunities – to catch in DH for us this year is very talented. A um, couple pitchers, actually a couple SoCal pitchers, um, Ian May and Christian Becerra, um, you know, both will get some opportunities for us. Tucker Bougie, who's from Tam High School, is going to be a really, really talented player. RJ Green from El Cerrito is going to be an ultra talented, um, you know, draft guy down the road for us. So we, we, you know, and I'm probably missing some guys, but, you know, those guys um, just off the top, top of my head have been really, really solid and great makeup. And it helps being around some of the older guys too, that kind of show them the path. Like, Hey man, this is what you got to do to be successful at this level. And, and those guys have done a good job learning and getting better. So, you know, the pack is so good every year. It, it, the no, I mean, we're in for a battle, no matter what we, um, you know, who we play, but, um, but I do, I do think we're, we, we have the potential to be built to last and that's the goal is to be good every year. Um, but, but, I, you know, we'll, we'll see, I mean, you gotta, gotta <laughs> develop in and keep recruiting. It never ends. And, you know, uh, I was, I had coach Esker here, you know, when I gave me my first chance here and, you know, definitely, um, you know, gave me a lot of, um, you know, uh, advice on, you know, being the recruiting coordinator for four years and, and how to kind of go through California and, and, you know, just trying to keep continue down, down that path and keep getting better. And, and it's, uh, so far so good. I mean, I think we've continued to get better pretty much every year. So. Yeah, there's no question about it. And as you mentioned, finished strong last year. Hopefully you'll get off to a great start this year. Of course, Friday, you got Houston at noon, the MLB Network. And then the home opener will be next Friday, February the 25th against Illinois, Chicago. You've got a nice road trip to Florida State coming up in March as well. That'll be a challenging one. And the Pac-12 opener will be March 11th through the 13th. And the final thing is you got a tournament this year, Mike. You're going to have a Pac-12 baseball tournament down in Scottsdale. How excited are you and the other coaches in the league to to christen this new era of Pac-12 baseball? Yeah, I think everybody's excited. It's probably been a little long overdue, but um, I think it's going to be great for our conference. More exposure in Scottsdale. You know, get a chance to be in a great environment. Um, you know, it's 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 obviously I think just exciting for the conference. Everybody's excited about this. We're going to be now we're the last power five or really one of the last conferences in the country um, to, to not have a tournament and that changes this year, which is, which is good. Just all, all the way around. I think it's going to be a great experience, especially for the players. You know, they get a chance to be involved in this and then, you know, hopefully it helps our RPI get a chance to maybe get an extra team in. If it doesn't matter, if it doesn't do that, it's still going to help our exposure and it's going to be good. Yeah, no question about it. We're all excited about that. Hey, Mike, we appreciate your time. I know you're always busy getting ready to make the trip down to Scottsdale. Good luck this weekend and the rest of the season as well. 
All right. Thanks, Todd. Always, always a pleasure, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Always good insight from you. We appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you in person, too. Mike New, baseball coach, as they start the season on Friday, uh, noon start against Houston on the Major League Baseball Network. Before we leave, we want to congratulate the women's gymnastics program this week as they upended Utah perennial national power. So congratulations to the coaches, Howell, as uh, they pulled off a huge victory against a perennial national contender. All right, that wraps it up for this week. Appreciate Mark Fox, Mike New for being with us. As always, uh, we'll be on the air with basketball Thursday against the Colorado Buffaloes, 6.30 game time. We'll be on the air with a pregame show at 6 o'clock. Then on Saturday, rematch for the Utes of Utah at Haas Pavilion, 3 o'clock tip-off with the pregame show beginning at 2.30. So until then, I'm Todd McKim. Thanks for listening. And as always, go Bears! This has been Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics with your host, Todd McKim. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the California Golden Bears Sports Network. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.